This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. This evening, I'd like to bring a thought to your attention. Last couple weeks, months, I invited the fellow here in Wheeler to church. Told him where we was, we was between Wares and Baymont. Please come to church with us. And he asked me a question. Who's your preacher? And I was uh, telling him that we have 10 guys that rotate on Sunday and preach. We have six, seven, or eight that do that on Wednesday night. And he says, oh. So, that's, he hadn't showed up, okay. Uh, let's think about this. I presume we're the only church in Wheeler that does not have a preacher on the payroll. Why? Why don't we have one? Let's think about that. And here's some reasons I came up uh, why different congregations have a preacher or a pastor or minister and the different things they call them. One, they want a professional up here preaching. The first funeral that I did was a lot of years ago. And to make a long story short, it had my name in the paper. Canadian record, David Zebach, lay preacher. And I was standing, folks. And I finally asked some of the Dukesies and Allison, what's a lay preacher? Well, it's, he's an uneducated one. So I stand before you tonight. I'm still uneducated. I'm still a lay preacher. I don't have a, a degree. I don't think anybody here has a went to Bible school. But that's, that's why some congregations... In, in the city have a professional preacher. They teach. They do the teaching. Twice on Sunday, Wednesday. Figure that up. All right, guys, how would you like to speak 12 times in a month? I have trouble thinking up enough every month or two. But they do all the teaching. So, But, you know, advantage, we can come back and sit here. And we can listen. But that's what they do. Uh, most of them oversee the church. If you need something done, you call the preacher. You call the pastor. You call the minister. You know, if you need to borrow chairs, if you need to use the building, you know, just whatever the situation. He's the go-to guy. And then, number four, he, uh, he makes visits. He goes to the hospital when they'll let you in the hospital. He sees the sick. He does... Uh, he answers questions. You've got a Bible question, you go to the preacher. Okay? Now then, these are my thoughts on why they have it. Here's my thoughts on what's wrong with it. Okay? This professional has been influenced by the Bible school he went to. He's going to have their thoughts ingrained in him. I know... Uh, I've talked to 
a lady once, she is studying with a young man that wants to be a preacher. And so she gave him a scripture that Jesus said that you must be baptized or you'll be damned. Mark 16 and 16. Well, he says, that's not what it means. They teach us in college, that's not what it means. So, Jesus didn't know what he's talking about, right? So, they get, these guys get influenced. These professionals will be influenced. Number two, what happens when the preacher's sick? I told Garland I was in Oklahoma City today. If something happened, I didn't get back. He was ready. He said he was ready. I said, won't you go tonight? I think we'll be better off. Go now. What if they make an error? What if somebody's teaching an error? And evidently that's what they're doing coming out of this Bible school. Who's going to straighten it out? What about their style? I've heard about guys. Sean tells this story about an older guy, probably my age. And he's up there, and his mind is slipping, so he's repeating the same things just every little bit. You know, you're sitting there, boy, I'm glad when he gets done. But he, he just keeps recycling. He's just going through the same thing. And some, some people's style is good. It'd be great. Number three, they oversee the church. We know of situations where a guy was given enough authority that some funds are missing. You know, that's giving him too much authority. So that's a problem too. What about the questions and the visits? Like I said, that one guy says, that's not what it means. That was the answer they get when they come with them a legitimate Bible question. Then another one we hear from time to time, the reason to do this, I have to work. I have a job. We have to hire someone to do it. That's a good reason, isn't it? Years ago, I was told that uh, visiting with somebody, and they said, you got to stay away from them. They're going to ask questions we can't answer, I guess. And, and there may be more uh, disadvantages or advantages, but let's see what the Bible says. Let's look at some terminology, first of all, in the Bible. And, and I'm not going to tell you nothing new that you don't know. In Romans 10 and 14, it says, How then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good news. Preacher basically is taken from the word meaning public crier to publish or proclaim. That's what the word preacher comes from. We see this in G2784. We see minister a lot in the Bible. And we see signs, John Doe, minister. In Mark 10 and 43, But so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you will be your minister. 
And whosoever you will be chiefest will be your servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Minister here is used to attend to a waiter, a waiter to wait on you. 1 Timothy 4 and 6, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Folks, you hear in this section, every one of you is a minister. Men and women, you're waiters. You're supposed to wait on people. Folks, you're ministers. Wait on people. Serve them. You too over there on this other side, you are too, okay? We're all ministers. You hear this. We've heard it a lot in the past about a deacon. First Timothy 3 and 8. Likewise, must deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in pure conscience, and let these also first be proved, then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. G1247 says, attend to is a deacon, a server. Sounds like a minister, don't it? Do note that a deacon is not, uh, don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a teacher. As, compa- as compared to the elder, the pastor, the bishop, shepherd. I'm running all these together uh, just to save time. They're about the same thing. First Timothy 3 and 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach. So the elder should be a teacher. And uh, G, 1984, it says superintendent could be what a bishop is. And G, 4850, there to be older. And I think this is interesting. This pops out to me. I will see a handout or a flyer from time to time. So-and-so church has their pastor, and it's a picture of a young man. Well, he's not older. You can tell by looking. He's young. We don't know whether he's married or not. So these uh, phrases throughout the world are used very liberally may not always be used like the Bible intends to, to be used. Let's read further. We want to uh, get another idea. The elders which are among you I exhort, whom I am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Notice the word oversee. The pastor, the bishop, the shepherd, the elder is to be an overseer, feeding the flock. I talked to a lady not long ago, and they had uh, knew someone that had talked to their pastor, bishop, whatever he was, his title was, 
and says, why don't you teach on obeying the gospel? And he said, well, I don't know. He said, we have people that have not obeyed the gospel. And he said, oh, I did not know that. And I think your pastor should know what the flock needs to feed them. And in cases that don't happen. Let's go a little further. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but as being in samples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. We know who the sheep shepherd is. We know that that's Jesus. We should recognize his voice. Don't know a lot about sheep. Maybe some of you do. But I, I remember evangelists through the years that a, uh, a shepherd should smell like sheep. What does that mean? That means the shepherd should know his flock. I've been told that if she years ago got commingled, that that shepherd would go out there and the sheep would go to their own shepherd. They'd kind of separate themselves. Matt, my cows don't know me. They won't do that, will they? A shepherd should feed the flock and know the flock. Let's think about these words here in talking about terms we see. In Ephesians 4 and 11, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Every one of these is more than one. It's plural. Plural elders, plural pastors, plural teachers, plural evangelists. I can't say that very fast. That brings up another one, evangelists. Let's read about it for a little bit. 2 Timothy 4 and 1, I charge thee therefore before God... And the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables... But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Evangelist means preacher of the gospel. And you don't see this term used in, in religious organizations today. Not too much. The Church of Christ does use that a lot. We have an evangelist, and they go about setting things in order. That's what an evangelist does. They're a preacher of the gospel. One more term. Psalms 111 and 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Brothers and sisters, we're not talking about a man here. Reverend means to dread or fear. So when you see Reverend John Doe, they're using that completely incorrectly. 
I went to a funeral once, and one of our evangelists was doing it. And on the handout, they had put his name with the reverend in front of it. We quickly got all the handouts and marked that out. He didn't. He said, I am not a reverend. And none of you are reverend either, okay? That's a term that's used completely in error with God's word. Let's look at examples now. Acts 13 and 1. But now there were at the church, which was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon, that is called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which is brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands upon them, they sent them away. I count five individuals that's here, plus teachers. Let's look at Jerusalem now. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that had been done with them. Then in verse 12, Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Multiple teachers here. What is our commandment for is the worship service? Let's dig into that a little bit. This is in 1 Corinthians 14. And this is pretty simple. It's, it's not hard to understand. We just need to read it. Verse 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a, reservation, a revelation, hath an interpretation, let all things be done unto edifying. And if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or most by three, that by course let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak two or three, and let the other judge. And if anything be revealed to another that setteth by, let the first hold his peace. By two or three, multiple teachers. This is what we're told how to do our assemblies here today. Let's look a little further. Verse 31. For we may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn, and all may be comforted, and the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. One by one. This is the way we conduct our services. Here, this is the way they was told when Paul was telling the church at Corinth, this is what you do. If there's someone comes in that speaks a foreign language, if there's not an interpreter, let him hold his peace. 
One, two, we could have three speakers tonight by this, reading this. Okay, let's, let's hit another area that's happening in the world today. 1 Corinthians 14 and 34, let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted in them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. Yet we have women preachers. All across the United States, they're doing their, all of their work. Women, you should be teaching, yes. Everywhere but in the assembly. And the actual church assembly, they have to keep silent. This is God's word, it's not mine. He knows what he's doing. So for those of you uh, taking notes, this is our last slide. Not a single example of one man being the preacher of a congregation. There's over, there's over 40 congregations mentioned in the Bible. Not one of them talked about the preacher doing everything. Therefore, we will follow God's commandments. We will have multiple teachers, not one. That they, When we follow God's laws... It works better. It works fine. Even those people that have one, they'll say, man, I, that's a good idea. And then if, if I knew them well enough, I'd say, it's God's idea. It's always a good idea when God does it. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.